This story is about an unjust, uh, real story about a lawyer who intentionally uh, betrayed his client and um, basically the child was his client. He suffered the child of being detained, arbitrarily detained for 16 months for a crime that was entering an unlocked house with nobody home and taking some things the person doesn't even remember. No violence, no vandalism, no one was home. And, uh, you know, the Young Offenders Act in Canada didn't uh, allow this to happen. And what happened was the child, 14 years old, got convicted and sentenced to uh, 16 months, 17 months, and the lawyer didn't tell the child, you have the right to appeal and ask for bail until your appeal, which they'll let you out and you'll be free living a normal life as a grade niner, you know, high schooler and, you know, be normal. But what happened was, Unfortunately, the child got sick. Being in custody for so long without a meaning, without doing something to deserve it, and being with strangers and being closed up, locked up, and did damage psychological to that child. And basically, the child got a mental illness from being there. And... The child got out of custody eventually when he was 16. And uh, it was such a trauma to the child that he blocked it mentally, subconsciously, his mind blocked it from him because he, he could have uh, did wrong knowing what, what had happened to him. He could have uh, got violent or or misled or tricked to do violence, um, but years passed on, years passed on, and uh, the child, how he found out as an adult was, his sister assaulted him, and the charges were dropped at the trial. The brother wouldn't testify, but the lawyer for the sister of the brother went to the the adult at this time with his record. And this is years later and had no idea what happened and to know why he's ill, why he was suffering mentally with a suicide attempt. And he was just very, very sick and not knowing the root and what happened to him because it was blocked for his own sake. I think the mind does that. And uh, he figures out, he sees his record, and he says, wow, what's going on here? This is, this is unbelievable what happened. And he figures out, you know, this appeal should have happened right away to, for his case. And he was just in disbelief, so he tried to do it himself. He wasn't a lawyer. Uh, and he tried himself to, to sue the person in civil court. 
and then had some complications, brought the statement of claim. And after that, uh, the person had flashbacks, paranoia, and uh, couldn't continue. And, this, and uh, the lawyer I heard went on record and denied, denied the claim that he, I don't know what his response was, but denied it and wouldn't admit his fault. And then the kid um, who was suffering for years as an adult as well, and then years passed, and uh, basically the case, um, is going to be heard, I believe, and uh, justice should happen. Justice should happen for being arbitrarily detained, which means that you were detained without a higher court or some person hearing your case to have a chance to be released or or heard guilty or not guilty appeal court or someone authorized. I the person had the child had no one to appeal this unjust sentence, which was so unjust for the Young Offenders Act, even prevented it by law, and it slipped through the cracks, and and the judge and the current attorney and the probation officer and the police, uh, you know, they didn't mind it. I, didn't, I don't think they knew what damage they would do to the child, you know. They probably thought, oh, this little runt We'll throw them away, we'll teach them a lesson, not knowing what damage they really can do to a young offender. That's why with all young offenders and uh, the court system, like drug, drug, young drug dealers uh, especially can really ruin their lives and the courts don't try to rehabilitate them but punish them when they're children and they can learn children, trust me. Children can learn right from wrong. The parents are a major role. The village is a role. And, you know, and to, if a child makes a mistake, you, you don't crucify them. You don't lock away and throw away the key where they, where they get sick and ruin their lives or schooling. Like if they have a, if they can get educated and play sports professionally or whatever, or just get an education and find a girl and get married or be engaged. But unfortunately, the case uh, is is something where um, justice must happen here, and it will, I believe, if if the Lord let make sure there's justice. It's compensation. The, the the child, the man, can't go back. He suffered and got sick, but he can't go back no matter what. Uh, but he can get compensated, which is good. Even the Israelis have compensation for wrong instead of violence or hatred or, or you know, anger. Be compensated. Forgive the person who did you wrong, just like we want to be forgiven for our mistakes. I couldn't tell you what in the heart and mind of the, the lawyer who did this to that kid. 
Um, it's surprising, but, you know, people, good people can do bad things, you know, and that's how it usually is. We're all good, I think, the majority of times in life, but we make mistakes, we do bad things, and it's even good people can do bad things. And I don't think the lawyer was a bad person. I don't know until there's a trial to find out, to hear from the lawyer why he would do that to a child and why he'd be cruel and unusual to, to allow such wrong, injustice, injustice to happen. I couldn't tell you. But uh, on the next episode, if I hear things, then I'll let, let the, you know, Peace.